Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act. Welcome to okay. episode 300 of The Kindness Project. Uh, I'm joined by a man that usually gives up by now, and a girl that had a dream that come true. Well, so, sorry, they were a bit... Yes. I'm really confused. What do you mean by them two? Well, you usually, when we've done this previous, uh, right. have, uh, the the audio format and some of the video formats. So uh, we've done a couple, and then you sort of run out of time because I... you've got loads of other stuff. Well, I can be a bit mercurial when it comes to ideas, can't I, Russ? I can, I am, I am guilty of turning around and going, oh, that might be fun, and then we do it for 10 minutes, and then yeah. we drag out, drag out the window. Oh, yeah. But the Kindness Project is 300 yeah. episodes long. Can you believe it? No. Um, and what do you mean by a girl who's, who's had a dream yeah, and turned into yes, an The vision for the kindness project was hers, wasn't it? Well, that's how you sold it to me when you found me up. Charlotte wants to do it. I think I might be lying, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we, did, we did both talk about it, Charlotte, didn't we? You know, um, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember how this started. I just remember no. sitting next to the bookshelf in the garage and being like, Oh, we're recording now. Guess that's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we um, and we're still doing that, aren't we? Um, which is amazing stuff. What I want to do, you know, we like a bit of preamble nonsense on the podcast before we kick off. I want to talk about these clubs you're joining, Charlotte. Do you want to? Because Charlotte, Andy, sorry, Andy's here as well, and Andy's been um, gracious enough to uh, come on and interview us for our 300th episode. So I'm really excited about that. Thank, thank you for joining us, Andy. You're, you're most welcome, Chris. And I don't know about gracious, so I would use the word honoured. I feel very honoured oh, to be in thank the 300th episode of The Kindness Project. But yeah, let's discuss Charlotte and these clubs. Yeah, so, oh. so go on, tell us about... So you're back at uni, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm back at uni at the moment. I am... Just finished settling in. Um, I start back on a proper schedule on Monday. Um, Is that how you think about that? Yeah, it should be good. I've got some interesting classes. I've got some fun stuff, you know. Um, uh, there's, you know, loads of good, good bits and bobs going on. Um, but, um, that's going to be regular but what I want to talk about is the random WhatsApps I keep on getting going. Uh, I might join Hide and Seek Club. Tell us about Hide and Seek Club. How does that work? Hide and Seek Club. Well, okay. I was at the the union the other day and they had a, a fair on, like, displaying all the clubs. And I was like, oh, let me have a looky online about all the different clubs. Um, you know, just because I was like, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Um, so... <laughs> So I was just looking online and I was like, oh, I'd seek. Wonder what Wonder they do what at I'd seek. Do you never find. I'll tell you what they do at I'd seek. They hide. <laughs> and <laughs> if you want to join, you find them. And they. You know what that might be? Like geocaching. 
They hired Pink yeah. Brand, the Tampa. I, I think it's genuinely a group. From, from what it says online, it's genuinely a group that plays hide and seek, but they also do pub crawls. Oh, well. Amazing. Yeah. Mate, that that sounds like well, it doesn't sound like your sort of club, Charlotte, because no. crawling around pubs as you don't drink is probably not what you want to do. Well, it reminded me sort of of like I don't know if you ever seen like um prof- uh, professional competitive tag or um yes. combat juggling. Have you ever seen videos of combat juggling? Explain to me combat juggling. <laughs> You juggle, and if you drop your pins, you're out. So, but the aim is to also trip up your opponent. So there's wow. videos of my people chucking them up and then diving their opponents to make them drop their pins. But if you chuck them up and dive, do you not lose if you don't? Well, as long as you can catch them after you've knocked your opponent off balance, you're fine. I mean, that, yeah, that skill. I'm, 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 my latest YouTube obsession might be uh, Googling uh, YouTube and competitive juggling, but but yeah, no, that, that sounds good. So what other yeah. bizarre clubs did they have on the list? Um, I don't know about bizarre. They had, like, you know, your generic ones. Um, apparently pole fitness is really popular. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, tell Russ about that. Apparently, he's joining. Mm. <laughs> you, you can have a bit of pole dancing, oh, Russ. Yeah. I might make oh, a win in the clubs. <laughs> I mean, there is there is a market for niche, isn't there? Now, Do you know I what I mean? We were talking a couple of weeks ago about men that dress up as women. I did look on Amazon at the dresses. <laughs> and were you tempted, Russ? I've not got a good singing voice, but I, may, I think I'll make a nice feminine woman. I can see that, Russ. Thanks, Andy. Andy is now Russ's biggest drag career. You know, on the podcast, we get to a point where we go, I really want to explore this conversation, but I really shouldn't. Usually, there's something Russ brings up. Yeah, Russ in drag is a conversation that could go in so many different that's, dimensions. That's, that should all be left for episode three hundred and one, I think. <laughs> well, I think we should. I think we should have an episode special um, where <laughs> Russ turns up as what would your drag name be, Russ? I don't know, do I? Right, I that far ahead. listeners. We uh, we 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 sort of gave up on question of the podcast, but I want to bring it back. No, no, um, no. So the end. I, I think his drag name. I'm just going to throw it out there. We can use Russ, but I actually think he should be Rusty. Rusty. After your hero, Russ, the eighties TV chef, Rusty Lee. Rusty Lee. That's <laughs> what I was thinking, Chris. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. I can exactly. see Russ right. in drag form. You know, our very own Rusty Lee, but in Russ Dame's form. Yeah, exactly. You gotta go roll some page, right? Come here, Brian. You gotta buy some page. How's your jerk chicken? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was in, I had a, I, I'm, uh, as some of the listeners might know, I'm, 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 because uh, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. I am working on a new book at the minute. Nothing to relate, relate. Nothing to do with kindness. This is about something different. 
Um, but I was in Stratford yesterday. I got myself out of the office, got myself in a hotel in Stratford and had a writing day, and it was it was quite good. Apart from the fact that on this writing day, the Call of Duty World of War Grand Final is in Stratford on Saturday. So they they had like the hotel got bombarded with all of these um expert gamers, which I didn't expect. It was a bit of a weird thing to happen. But I I for my lunch, I walked into Wearsfield and had a lovely rice and peas and jerk chicken. And I've got to say, Jamaican food might be my favorite food of the world. What do you reckon, Rose? What's your favourite? Yeah, uh, what's my favourite food? I, I like good old English. I like a bit of, I like a bit of uh, shepherd's pie. Bandits yeah. And man. Yeah, old school. Love it. Although Love when it. I'm, we are going for a Mexican and I don't mind a nice chilli. You don't like, mind a nice chilli? How about you, Charlotte? Food to the Welsh? You'd go for Italian, wouldn't you? I just love a lasagna. Very nice. I just if if you were like you can only eat food from one country for the rest of your life. I just have to have Italian. Oh, that'd be Chinese. I couldn't live without a lasagna. Don't you think. know you know what guys? I know that they say that footballers aren't blessed with intelligence, but there was a quote this week from Jamie Vardy and he said, I don't like I don't like Indian food. He said, I like English food, like Pizza and Chinese. <laughs> oh, what a brilliant quote. What an amazing <laughs> quote. Love that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of food like. that's been like anglicised and stuff. There's a lot of, like, especially Chinese takeaway is very anglicised. Well, um, I mean, so, so is curry, isn't it? Because yeah. curry was actually, like, if you, if you have an Indian curry... Indian curries are full of herbs and spices, but the guys who run a lot of curry houses in the UK are actually from Bangladesh. Um, but they've they've sort of uh, moulded curries. And Bangladeshis eat curry as well, clearly, but they've moulded it for UK taste. And basically, the hotter it gets depends on, on how much. I'm probably doing every curry house in the UK disservice at the minute. No, you know so what, I'll, Chris? We we were we I'll were having from that. Chris, we were having this conversation in the office today. You're actually on the money, okay? Because, yeah. uh, you know, there's a restaurant in Hornchurch called Tandoori Lounge, and it's very traditional. Yeah, they do, they do a brilliant Indian curry. Very That's traditional. Very and yeah. they're, they're now hosting events, so they've got people going there, and they recently had one with Alan Devonshire, former West Ham. They do a lot of football events. They do football right. events. And yeah. I know people that went to the event, and they went... Food was nice, but I couldn't get a chicken tikka masala, or I couldn't get a chicken korma. That's that because it's proper Indian curry, and that's yeah. what we're talking yeah. about in this conversation. We've got you've got a situation where all of these wonderful chefs have come over, but they've yeah. adapted so that the English taste can go in there and go, yeah, I love an Indian, but actually it's an adapted dish. It it's is. interesting. It's interesting. It is. And I like Charlotte, the way that you almost look like Garfield the cat when you said lasagna. That was brilliant. <laughs> you had you had that you had that Garfield look on you. I love on your lasagna. Face. I just do lasagna, lasagna. Either way, it's good. Right, Charlotte. Question. Yeah. Where 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 do you go for your best or favorite lasagna? Go oh, on. Great. <laughs> where? Go on. 
Go on. Go on. So it's a home home cooked one then. Yeah. I like I like when it's burnt on top. Um, you like it crispy, don't as you? As long as as long as I can remember, Mum has always burnt the top for me on every Amazing. design. Love that. Just love that. You know you know what? The only food I like a little bit burnt is crackling. Oh, I love a bit of crackling. You're not keen, Charlotte. How about you, Russ? You're British crackling. What do we reckon? <laughs> <laughs> what do we reckon? I used to love crackling. Now I'm missing a few teeth. Um, yeah. I can't have so much crackling. But once not really, it's not really one for... Once I've had the last yeah, of mine yeah. out and get me new teeth, I'll... Uh, once I'll you get your new teeth, teeth and you'll be back on the crackling. Yeah. You know that I'm in the solution, Russ. Bang it in the blender. Blended crackling. What do you reckon? No, oh. you can't do that. I used to like an apple oh. as well. Yeah, true, true. Right. I think that's enough, enough of our usual nonsensical waffle for the start. I'm going to pass on Andy to run this show like a pro he is because he does this like every single week um andy over to you mate you tell us what you need thank you very much uh, christopher danes now i feel very privileged to be able to sit in the hot seat and ask some questions for the 300th yes i said 300th episode of the kindness project what i'd like to do guys is really kind of take it back, strip it back a little bit. And my my first observation really is you, Charlotte, if I'm honest, because Chris looks exactly the same as when we started. <laughs> but Charlotte, my God, you have grown. This, this has been a journey for you. You must have been just a teenager when this started. Uh, 13, 14. You yeah. see? And now, just with this conversation, you know, we're at university now. So you've really been on a journey from where it began to where you are now. Yeah. I think I spoke about it a bit in previous episodes. But this, like, because we've been getting a bit nostalgic in the past couple of episodes. Um, whenever we have discussions about, like, oh, it's coming to an end. Um, I, I think I talked about this in the first draft of the forward. I don't know if it made it in because I don't actually have a copy of the book. But um, you haven't got a copy of the book. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a copy of the book, Charlotte. Well, only if you'll sign it, and then Russ can sign it, and then I can sign it, and then I'll, I'll have the only copy in the world that's signed by all three of us. Wow. Um. <laughs> um. But it's sort of like. A lot of my important milestones in my life have sort of been documented through this. Um, and it's sort of like, it's a sort of thing that I feel has like grown up alongside me. It's, it's sure. probably a weird way to put it. Um, but just like, you know what's weird is I remember the first time that we had to do it like this. So, you know, the listeners can't see, but we're all sitting on Zoom, we're all separated, we're all like, apart i remember being in my flat in glasgow for the first time um last year and having to do it like this and it was a bit like it was a bit of a sign of the times um because usually it's just me and dad and then russ is in a different room we're all on the same call but you know it became more and more of like we're further apart we're still doing these things together but obviously it's a sign of the change in time so i think it's sort of 
grown and evolved with me and there's bits that have come out of this and bits that go in and you know I think if you you listened to all of it there's a lot about me that you'd see coming into being (laughs) I think if I think if you just took a step back for a minute I think you would realize that you've been involved in something extremely unique extremely unique and as you just said you've hit milestones on the journey and it's something you and dad and russ have sat down and done together i think it's incredible because you're in it it's very different but when you take a step back and you look at it it's it's a very unique situation you've found yourself in and something you can be very very proud of i believe and funny enough i do have a copy of the book you're saying you don't but i do and actually your forward is absolutely superb it's brilliant thank you it's it's brilliant so um chris i'm going to move on to you you know the original inspiration for the kindness project the, the you know the idea behind it where did it come from right I've got, I've got before i get into that question i promise i will i've got two comments to make number one um i I'm fairly nostalgic about the kindness project at the minute because I'm really conscious that at some point we will end it. We're still, we're still Russ knows we're still getting introduced some amazing guests at the minute, and it's like we need to draw a line at some point. However, when you went out to Glasgow, it was a way that I felt that we could still keep connected. So throughout like those years, um, Charlotte, I think that beauty of having the podcast for me was the fact that we just had this thing we needed to do um and secondly um andy's right like you've been on a journey and matured uh, throughout the years i really can't say the same about me and russ but you really can't say the same about you because russ has made a lot of progress <laughs> So it's really just that's true. Actually, and 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 you make a fair point, actually, Charlotte, because we and and Russ really hates this, Andy. But I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I am. Uh, I, I had a call with him earlier on, and I told him I loved him, and he almost sort of closed the laptop immediately. But he, <laughs> I am so proud that the success behind the podcast is Russ, yep. isn't it, Charlotte? Yep. Um, and. And the the fact that he's done it, it's not just me. Without yeah, you running uh, the first four four and a half years, we wouldn't have had a podcast if you hadn't gone on and said. So it's it, it's a joint effort. I do a lot of the work behind the scenes. Yeah. But it's definitely a joint effort. But 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 the, the I mean, just the point I was going to make with the progress you've made in that period of time has been has been. I'm, oh, I'm, so, proud I'm, I'm, I'm so proud. I'm so not being honest. Now now it's episode three hundred, is he? So <laughs> where did where did the podcast start? So the podcast started because I had two things going on in my life five or six years ago. So number one was Charlotte was 13, teen, getting into those teenage years. And you'll know, Andy, because you're a dad, you get to a point where you go, I just don't know what I'm doing. 
you know what I mean? This sort of like parenting stuff, nobody, there are parenting books, but nobody gives you a book to say, this is the way to do parenting well. Um, and big shout out to, to Cassie, because she is uh, an amazing, amazing woman, uh, Charlotte's mum. But as a dad, I just didn't find myself equipped with the tools. But what I wanted to do is create an environment where um, we just maintained a relationship through working on something together, which we did together. And then part two was um, a couple of events that happened in my life. So, and I write about this um, in the book. I I was sort of walking in Plasdow in East London um, one one um, day, and um, I was walking down the road, and I was passing a hospital. It's Newham General Hospital, which is which is in Plasdow in East London, and a guy approached me um, who um, who uh, was uh, obviously just come out of the hospital asked me for some money, and I made the immediate reaction of actually just walking past. And about 10 minutes down the road, I realised that's not who I want to be. I want to be better than that. I want to, I want to, I want to actually help people. Um, and I wandered back. Um, I offered him, um, so I said, look, I'm not going to give you any money because I was worried about sort of him spending it on something um, that, that wasn't going to help him. But do you want to come with me? I'll buy you a coffee and a sandwich. And he said to me, no, would you buy me a beer? And I, I, at that point, I just walked away. And it really played on my mind because I thought, you know, and I spoke to my dad about it. I spoke to Cassie about it. I spoke to loads of people about it. And I thought, you know, you know what? I probably don't do enough to contribute positively to the world. And I think part of the reason was um, cynicism. At the time, I was watching way too much news, um, and I was getting that, uh, even though I'm a naturally optimistic person, I think that, like, the world was, the, the world was telling me, because I was choosing to, to view content that told me this, that actually it's a cynical and, and, and poor place. And what I wanted to do is create a project that allowed me to speak to people doing amazing things. Um, and that's the inception of it as it started now week one um was just charlotte and i i think week 10 i mean Raz can tell us but week 10 was probably just charlotte and i uh, yeah. but slowly and surely we got to a point where we had such an audience just trying to share some positivity in the world the guests started to come and we started having people on and, you know, 300 episodes in, we've interviewed some amazing people. And I've, I've loved the experience. I've, I've run out of it, Andy, because the reality is sharing those people's stories enhances my world because uh, it restores my faith in, in humans because I hear about all these stories doing amazing, uh, people doing amazing stuff. That, that what you've just shared with us, Chris, that's not, you're actually not alone in being in that scenario, you know, it, it, the streets of East London, um, you you will encounter this quite often. And I myself have had that situation, Chris, where somebody's asked me, I mean, now, to be honest, in modern society now, they've actually taken to sit next to cash machines now because yeah. they know yeah. homeless people sit next to cash machines because people are going there for money. It's the obvious place to ask them for money. But I've had that situation myself, Chris, and, and I, I'm putting myself in your position on that particular occasion. And when I've been faced with that situation, I've felt like 
I've always wanted to help that person. And I'm not being judgmental, but you don't know if just by giving them money, you may well be feeding an addiction. Yeah. So yeah. what I've always done in that scenario, I've always exactly what you just said. I've tried to make sure that that person's had something to eat that day and something to drink. Now, yeah. when they decline that and they want to go down another route, well, th you're questioning yourself then if you're doing the right thing. But actually, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think that's probably the reason that I that that I said no because I didn't want me to buy booze and feed his habit. Because uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I just didn't want to make it worse. But my starting point with anything that happens to me in, in life is look in the mirror, and look in the mirror and see if I can make positive change to me. Because actually, that's the only impact I have on the world. You know, if I can improve a little bit every day, then hopefully I can change the world in a in a better way. And I'd love, I'd love. I mean, maybe in the future when I've got a bit more time on, on my hands. Yeah, may maybe you know, in ten years' time, there'll be something that I want to do that tackles that issue in a bit more of a formalised way. Um, but that, uh, yeah, I'm 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 grateful to that human being because of the fact that um, he started something amazing in my well, life. This is what it comes down to. That that very particular situation triggered this whole thing, and here we are. 300 episodes later and i think charlotte in your time again what we're saying you you started as a very young teenager and now you're a young woman at university but i'm sure that you've seen in your growing up years such inspirational aspects of kindness some incredible people that are kind but the reason why that kindness is necessary mm. yeah i think one of the interesting things about this podcast for me is that I don't get as much of like the the interviews absorbed as like Dad and Russ do because obviously very early on I couldn't have been around for them because a lot of them fell off during school time. Um, and so sort of the ones that I do end up sort of being present for or being available for are always the ones that like I think they're very few and far between but they're that doesn't mean they're not impactful Absolutely. I think one of the first ones I remember and god this is ages ago now um I can't is it the butterfly one the butterfly one I can't yeah. remember anything else about yeah, just Tisha Waltz Tisha Waltz yeah, I, I remember that. I think it was 22, 23. Episode 22 and oh, 23. Wow. Yeah, that was our first, first international guest, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and the reason, so Andy, the reason that Charlotte could attend that one was because it, it was at like 8 o'clock at night. Well, it was time difference, wasn't it? She was in LA, wasn't she, Russ? Yeah, it was the time difference. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. What, what do you remember from that, Charlotte? Not a lot, to be honest. But I remember talking to her about it, and like, then immediately afterwards, going online trying to like find who this woman was, and seeing all these pictures of this these people just like smiling in these like butterfly wing silhouettes 
and it was just like it wasn't even anything big that she was doing it was just these little murals and well, i think i think if i remember the entire concept was the buds of like that concept when it comes to kindness, isn't it? You know, that yeah. element where you go, if you do a little act of kindness, it can it can reverberate because yeah. that pay it forward concept. People tend to be kind to to to, to people when they're back. 26, 27. <laughs> 26 and 27. That was a can, you, can you can you imagine, Charlotte, if you if you came away from that particular episode and decided to go on Google, right, and decided yeah. to do just a little bit of research. Can you imagine over all of the years that you guys have been doing this, the listeners, not necessarily you, the listeners that have heard things, learned things, tried to understand things, and come off of listening to the podcast and then started their own research, started their own digging. That must have happened tenfold. I, I sort of... I'm a bit, I don't want to say disillusioned, that's, that's not the right word for it, but when we started, it was sort of like, yeah, like three people are listening, and I've carried that mentality with me the entire way, <laughs> so I'm still like, yeah, three people are listening the entire time we're doing this. And it's does that, just... Why does that make it easier for you? Like having in your head three people listening as opposed to the tens of thousands who actually listen? I don't, I don't think it it makes the much difference of like easier or not easier for me i think it affects sort of my mentality of like other things like it's not like it's easier or more difficult depending on how many people are listening because it's like we're not pandering directly to them or we're not speaking directly to them they can't immediately call responsive you know but it's more like um I sort of am in the mindset of like we're doing this whether it matters or not. But in the early days, nobody listened, and we still carried on doing it, didn't we? Exactly. Doesn't matter if there's three people listening or tens of thousands of people listening. We're doing it. <laughs> See, it guys, matter. guys, I can completely familiarise with this completely because, as Chris knows. I'm a broadcaster, so I find myself in the same position, right? When I'm doing my thing, I don't know whether there's five people listening, 50 people listening, 500 people listening. But actually, do you know what? It doesn't matter because yeah. I'm in there. I'm in my happy place. Yeah. I'm I'm cruising. I'm doing what I love. And actually, minute by minute as it goes, I'm enjoying it more and more. And and, and that's the bit maybe that you don't get. You, 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 you've gotten together every week for this long because mm. it became yeah. something that you fell in love with. Yeah, I think... I well, think I, and it was a way for us to just have, have a chat, wasn't it? You know, and I, suppose, I suppose as a broadcaster, don't they say that you should imagine you're only talking to one listener as well, Andy? Otherwise, like that element of... Yeah. Well, I get, again, what I familiarise with here, all of us on this right now, we're all very grounded people, and that is solid. That's so solid. It's really brilliant. I, I actually have got a question for all three of you. So I want you to, whoever I ask first, the other two can be thinking, okay? But I'm going to start with Russ. Russ, I'm going to ask you about your favourite guest or guests. Yes. Oh. Yeah, uh... 
Ollie Smith, I think, was my most favourite guest. Yeah, Wonderful. It, 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 when we recorded it, it really spoke to me. So, and it's, and, way, and, and, yeah, I was going to say, it stayed with you? Well, it had similar experience to me uh, <clears throat> uh, with the issues he'd suffered and he'd gone well in life like I have done now. So, yeah, it really, really hit a note with me. I love that. So, so to give you a bit of context on Ollie, uh, and, and we all think Ollie's a bit of a legend, don't we? We all think Ollie's a legend. <laughs> Ollie's an absolute legend. So Ollie is a guy who um, uh, is a journalist. So he's currently... Um, uh, uh, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to mis, misquote him here, but he's currently one of the top editors at Bloomberg in London. Okay. So, so but he started his career um, and continued it at um, an organisation called CityWire, which is a big financial planning magazine. It's probably the top one in the country. So I've done a bit of work with him because I'm a. As, as our listeners know, I'm a financial planner by profession um, over the years because he always used to phone me and say, look, do you want to sort of quote on this and talk about that? But he did something incredibly groundbreaking a few years ago um, uh, where he came out and said, I've had significant mental health struggles and actually okay. I've had a breakdown. Um and what he did is, is encourage financial planning leaders, leaders of businesses, huge businesses, actually, that come out and say, we'd like you to share your mental health challenges to normalise the conversation gotcha. around mental health so we can get better. Um, so he wrote this. And, and the, re the, reason, the reason he's a legend is because he also gave Charlotte's work experience a few years ago, didn't he, Charlotte? Yeah. Um, where Charlotte came back and said, I've learned two things. Number one, I definitely want to carry on with this journalism lark. And number <laughs> two, I don't want to talk about money. Um, <laughs> so, so, but Ollie, Ollie did an incredible thing with his platform, which was open up the conversation about that. And we interviewed him and he was, it, it was honest, it was raw. It, it was tough to listen to at parts. But I think, in that space at a particular point in time, it was one of those things where, I mean, Russ, we spent about 20 minutes after the interview chatting yeah. to him with sort of stuff, didn't we? Yeah. And it was, it was that. And I think, and again, if I miss quite you right, as you tell me, but I think for Russ at that particular point in time, it was like people, other people have got these challenges and they can live their lives in a way that works. Absolutely. So more of a surprise that he was quite open about what was going on than yeah. that so you can get to that point where you are feel comfortable enough to to be that open. Yeah. Well that's so, just so... that's just wonderful because as you say, the the familiarization and the fact that he was honest and he was open, I mean, it would have provided extremely great content, wouldn't it? I was. Yeah, and hopefully comforts of people who were listening who were going through the same things because of being, you know, you know, if you're struggling with your with your mental health, the assumption is that 
nobody else feels the way you're feeling right now sometimes. For sure. When the reality is that we all go through some of those challenges. That's For sure. That's to talk about. So I'm going to move on to Charlotte, but you can't pick the same guest, Charlotte. You've got to have a different favourite. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I haven't got a clue. So there's been 300 episodes. Mm-hmm. You must have come away from more than one and had that wow factor. What an amazing person. What an amazing guest. What an interesting character. Oh, God, there's so many. I only want you to pick one. <sighs> it's the paradox of choice, isn't it? There's too many to pick from. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm not great with names or remembering details. So that well, that's all right, because even... Russ is a library, so just give him a rough outline and he'll tell you what episode it was. Uh, you know what? There was that one guy... God, I can't remember his name. And he... Yeah, I definitely can't work with that. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, not Chat GPT. Well, what are you, what are you expecting? <laughs> hey, I know that and guy. He like lived out in Nate. No, he lived out in out of the city, and he wrote every day. And God, I can't remember who it was. Right, do you want to give you some felt, and we'll come back to it. Yeah, I'm not going to remember any more details of them. <laughs> right, Charlotte, just ima- Charlotte, just imagine, right? This is live on ITV. We're going to go to the commercial break, right? When we come back, you've got that little bit of thinking time, okay? I'm going to move on to your father. Christopher, yes. favourite favorite guest or guests, and you can't have either of those two, that bloke <laughs> or, the one that Russ, or the one that Russ picked. I, I'll go for that woman in... Uh, she... she Got hair? No, I, I, I've got so the the, one, the people that I'm going to go for are, um, I suppose the recent one that springs to mind, and and I'm conscious that I can remember the ones that we've done more recently better than the ones that we've done sort of months or years ago. Um, but the the most recent one was a lady called um, Shark. Actually, the most recent one. Was really interesting. It was a guy called uh, Jonathan Jenkins who runs and and literally, if you're listening to these in order, you've just heard this interview. He's the MD of the London Air Ambulance. London so they're the people who uh, who sort of take off, and then if there's a really um, and the, the interview was good. Um, the old round he made at the end was even better because he said to me, next time you're in Whitechapel, do you want to come up and come up on the roof of the Royal London and have a look, yeah. look at the helicopters? Now, I'm definitely doing that, by the way, because I want to I I, I do that. I said to Russ, I didn't say this to Jonathan, but he might hear this anyway. I said to Russ at the end of the, uh, at the, end, of the end of the interview after Jonathan had gone, um, do you reckon I could have a little go? And then I realised that probably I'd be wasting the charity's money if I took <laughs> me out for a little while. So I'm not going to do that. Chris, have you, got, go. have you got any idea how expensive that fuel is? <laughs> I know. 
I know. So I'm not going to do that, but I will go up and have a look at the choppers and meet the team. I think that'd be quite an interesting experience. But the other the other recent one um, that I think is was really impactful was a lady called Charlotte Hill. And Charlotte runs the Felix Project. The Felix pro- Project, um, a London-based project, um, and effectively it was set up the tri- two trustees of the charity are the two um, people who run the independent newspaper. And effectively, what they do is take all the unused food in London, which is about a third, and get it to people um, who can actually use it to, to help families that aren't um, being able to, to, to afford food. Um, and they feed, the, sorry, they supply millions and millions of meals a year. And you look at that and go, number one, you're really grateful for um, for uh, being in a position where you don't need to worry about service like that. Number two, it surprised me how big that gap was. But number three, you know what I was really... You know, bowled over about was just Charlotte's enthusiasm um, and the intellect she needs to run an organisation because she's got three depots, she's got thousands of volunteers. It's not an easy job running a charity, um, particularly when you're sort of looking at logistics like that. Um, and she does it with enthusiasm, effort, and she, she was just, yeah, I came off that call. Um, really, um, really excited about the work she's doing. So, Absolutely. yeah, it was, it was really good. Absolutely. Um, but, but I think, I think what the podcast has done and interviewing all these people has done, number one, it's made me look at life in a different way. But sure. incrementally, I've learned from, from all of them. I think, like, there's one little, there's always one little bit in every interview where you go, you know what, that's brilliant. And I, I, I love that. And I think that's continued. I, I want to say here, I picked up during that question that I just asked you and how you answered, I think three, four times you used the word recent, right? And I wonder if that's because, because you've got such a longevity of episodes, some are at the back of your mind rather at the front of your mind, right? But that's, well, the, I mean, that's the great thing about writing the book, right? Because by writing the book, you revisited things. Now, when you talk about favourite guests... When I read the book with the lady that decided that she was going to try and take the presents all around the children's hospices. Oh. Oh. So She's you talk a- about favourite guests. This is what I'm saying. I'm wondering if because of the longevity of the of the amount of episodes you've done, the recent ones, and you said it three times in that question, oh, recently, recently. But there are so many, and that's the great thing about the book because the book gave you the chance to reminisce and look yeah. back. At some incredible yeah. people. And I'm fortunate, Chris, I came to your book launch that you, one of the book launches that you had at the Railway Hotel in Hornchurch, and there were various different people that were in the book. And just that day, I met some incredible people that do incredible things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and again, I mean, look, uh, that that lady, and, and her name alludes me in the, the middle of all kinds of Well done. Right? So the interesting story about Daniel, it was a weird one, this one, Andy, because literally I read about her in the paper. I read about her in the paper, phoned Russ, and went, 
You've kind yeah. of led me in. You've led me into my question, Russ. Really, because it was it was going to be about. I'm saying about you getting drafted in, but I was going to say to you from an editing perspective. You know, there is a there's a final product that gets released, yeah. and the listeners listen to, but there must be so much that goes into it, and and you must well, put so much time into it. Well, not so much now. So. And in the early days, it used to take hours and hours. And I didn't really understand what I was doing. I just knew that if you've done this, this, and this, yes. you get this. And uh, then I started templating out all the, all the episode stuff that goes into one episode. And that worked quite well. And then we found... Uh, Chris set me up with a call with just someone else that was doing a podcast, uh, Russ Hayworth. And he explained to me he uses a service called Libsyn. So you upload to it, it automatically sends to everywhere else, but you don't have to do all that manually. Okay. And then once we started using that, the time we spent editing, etc. went down. Yep. And the, the main time we spend now is in recording and the later editing stages before it goes up to Libsyn. Love that. But you Love you that. tend you you've systemized everything now. Right? Yeah, everything, so yeah. Goes... I, I templated everything so that so that I wasn't spending hours and hours awake. So if somebody though, if somebody phoned you up, Russ, and they said, just for the sake of argument, and they said, Russell, I'd like to listen to episode 150 of the Kindness Project. Is that really well, easy for you to supply? Let me, let me tell you, Andy. Chris messaged me the other day and said to me, I need to know this episode, this episode, this episode. And I had the link for him within a couple of minutes. Wow. I mean, I wasn't as vague as Charlotte. I didn't turn around. No, and no, was, that, that guy, <laughs> you know the guy. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bloke. He's got two legs. And, and, and a nose. And maybe, and he likes, he and likes, maybe or maybe not. He, he lives likes in writing. <laughs> I we don't have there. a great memory. This we is got there. Well known fact. We got there. So that goes to. That goes to show you how much notice I take. I knew who that was as soon as she gave a little bit of on the bug. Yeah, let, 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 let me tell on, you, Andy. Russ. Let me tell you, Russ, this is so important, right? Okay. In any team, what you do is you utilize people's strengths. Okay. So Charlotte's saying that her memory is not that great. But yeah. she can be descriptive to the point that you pick that up and then your strengths lie somewhere else. And that is why the Kindness Project is the huge success that it is. Yeah. Guys, you, you've got to take a moment. Just take a moment. 300 episodes. Phenomenal. Love it. So, so what have we learned from hosting the Kindness Project? What have we learned? Who wants to go first? Raz? You go first, mate. I, I think I've learned, Andy, that, that most, there is a lot of good in the world. 
there is a hell of a lot of good in the world. Most people are want to do good and are trying their best. And the, it's really interesting because I think part of the reason that we started it is because I wanted to hear stories of positivity. But often the stories we share on the kindness project aren't positive. Because they're about people going through really adverse challenges. So so like the 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 desire some for somebody to help starts with often the the challenges of somebody else's life. You know, you know, you take the Felix project uh, and the work they do, that's because somebody can't feed their kids. You take the amazing you work work you do at St. Francis, that's because somebody's at the end of their life. Um, and wants the wants to be cared for in a way that you know makes them feel more human, um, and and you know there are um, conversations we have where you go, you know what life is tough, life is difficult. We all have challenges, but there are people out there who are willing to help yeah. in in times of need, and that if you can't get up to that optimistic about that i don't know what you can get optimistic about <laughs> yeah wise words charlotte i think i think this all comes back to my the thing that i said earlier where i'm sort of blind to how large our audience is because i think what i've learned from uh from this is that sort of as someone who wants to put stuff out into the world and wants to create and all of that i think not just from the fact that we do it at all but the fact it's really old pronunciation um but from the fact of how many people there are out there doing good that we just don't know about but it doesn't mean they're not doing something i think there's a value in doing something no matter how many people see it there's a value in just going out there and getting it done yeah absolutely absolutely russ what do you think we've what do you you think we've learned it's not so much about what i learned i learned i can and my my default definitely when i was asked my default was say no i definitely won't uh but i learned that i can and it set me up for bigger things like working with chris yep Uh, it's what it's given me really I can remember a time when uh, Charlotte used to visit my mum's when she was little and she wouldn't even talk to me because I didn't know her and I I didn't used to visit Chris's and we had no real relationship Uh me and Chris did but I hadn't spent much time with with Charlotte at that time Yes. And he's given me a connection with Charlotte. And inadvertently, because I'm busy through work now and the kindness project, it's given me a relationship with Sophie as well, which is quite important. But <laughs> what it's given me more than that is the confidence to say I can. The oh. confidence to go on and, and work with Chris and and look at myself in a different light. 
And you yeah, know what? I think, G- I think for me, the most important thing that ever come out of this, not I've, I've been touched by some of the interviews and I've been I've enjoyed the relationships I've had. But the most important thing to come out of this for me, give me the confidence to go on and do bigger and better things. Do you know what, Chris? I was going to say, right? <laughs> I could end the interview right now oh. because it would f- it would finish on the most beautiful note. I'm not going to oh. finish it now. I'm not going to finish it now. But, Russ, I was not expecting that as an answer. And that was just oh. beautiful. I'm and not I usually hope, so open, so... No, but you know what? The thing is, for the for the guys who are listening to this, right, they'll clearly pick up that all of you have all been on a journey. All of you. You've all grown as a person. You've all grown when it comes to understanding kindness. But it's given you guys a bond. Oh, 100%. That's unbreakable. Yeah. Unbreakable. That... that Russell was not expecting that answer, and it was beautiful. And that's why I said, you know, if you was a performer and you was you was on your encore and it finished there, you'd be you'd be mic dropping now, leaving a stage, and the, the applause would be immense. You could just get in the limo and drive home, right? Now, did you write that, Russ? Because that was that was school wedding. That was improv. But you know what, though. It's the reason why it's so, oh, so good. Everybody in my house is trying to But Chris, you know why? It's because <laughs> because he didn't have time to think about it and he spoke from the heart. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, true. Russ, you talk about like us having a better bond now. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I barely knew you before we started this yeah. when I was little. We had a meeting this morning and we. We're discussing we when you were going to come down and see me when yeah, I was right. down for down for. And I look forward to coming down and seeing you and spending time with. Sorry, am I invited? No, you're not on this occasion, Chris. You weren't no. invited. You weren't invited. I just didn't mention it to oh. you yet. Oh, all right. This is the first time I've spoken to you today. This is the second time I've spoken to Russ today. Do you know, yeah. here's, the, here's the important thing, guys. This is life. This is the cycle of life. There are many people that come into the world. And everybody has a different personality. You've got some people that are a little bit shy, some people that are very outgoing, some people that are extremely loud, bordering on annoying. And then you've got some who are very quiet, keep themselves to themselves, right? And yes, I mean, even my niece, same thing, Russ. My niece seemed to speak to all the women in our family, but never came anywhere near me. And it hurt like yeah. hell. I wanted a, I wanted a relationship with her immediately. There has to be a patience there. And people have to grow. People have to develop. But actually, again, look what you have now. It's yeah. just... But you know, you know what? Sometimes, and this wasn't the plan, just sometimes you need the environment for that to flourish, right? Yeah. And you need reasons uh, to, to get and and that and you know what I, I I'm I'm definitely closer to Charlotte and Russ million times closer to Charlotte and Russ for doing this and, yeah, and if, if that's all hopefully we've had a positive impact in the world but if all if that's all that comes out of this yeah that's enough then it, was, then it was then it was a million times worth it wasn't it yeah absolutely so. What do you all feel about the positive impact that this podcast has had? I think that right. I think that showed during lockdown when we were doing our lives, people used to bump into Chris uh, 
at work and say, I see you at live last night, or there was the woman that said to him, I was watching you in the bath. He told that story more than once. But yeah, I think that's the positive impact. We give, it gives people hope in such adversity. Yep. For me, that was quite important. I mean, that 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 lockdown thing was interesting, Andy. Yeah. We were a bit lost as well. So, so yeah, I think I think everybody in the world was, wasn't they? So, so we all went into lockdown. We were all trying to sort of navigate our way through this experience. And and you know, Charlotte was at home. The GCSEs eventually got cancelled, and all that was going on. And what we got together and thought was actually. If we had, if we got up every morning just recorded an episode of the podcast and sort of did a video version and just put it out live, it would give us a sense of routine and a, a reason to get up. Yep. And it it developed an audience. You know, I've liked like the audio version yep. of the podcast over the years. It developed an audience, and people absolutely loved it. Um, so it much. It was really weird, though, because we were recording so many that it got to a point where it was like, these are going to go out on the podcast, yeah. and actually it's the middle of summer when we should be doing a Christmas episode. Well, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think at one point lockdown was over, and we were still like sort of putting out live versions we'd done during yeah. lockdown, didn't we? Yeah, here's, but, here's, yeah. here's, a, here's a little reminder, Chris, just, just again, keeps our feet on the ground, and we talk about a positive impact. Here's a little reminder you may have forgotten. I don't know, okay? But long after you interviewed me, I eventually got to a point where on my radio show, I invited you, and you came on my show, right? And when you were on my show, a listener got in touch and went, oh, my God, I didn't realise that this is the gentleman you were having on this afternoon. During lockdown, I used to listen to him continuously and his daughter with the kindness project now do you remember that chris i do i do i do and 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 you you just yeah as charlotte said when you're doing it on your own in a room you just don't and 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 it was interesting during lockdown because we did get direct feedback because we had the feeds and people were commenting and it, it it was all a bit more dynamic but then a lot of people don't, do A lot of people listen and, and, and don't comment. And it's lovely to see that actually we gave people a bit of optimism and positivity yeah. in, in the mornings. Didn't you, dude? Yeah, we did. Just, just yeah. superb. I think you can be a little, like, blind to how many people are actually listening because, like, even though Russ was continuously sending us updates when yeah. we were rising in the numbers um like the day every time we'd hit we'd get like a just a picture of a graph in the in the group chat um and it's a and it's a bit different to be like yeah there's so and so many people listening you go oh that's a that's a number isn't it to having it on the live and having someone's name actually pop up with a comment which is Different yeah. as well. Live interaction. Russ's favourite comment, Andy, is is our is about our global audience, isn't it, Russ? Because yeah. think... So <laughs> some of the some of the countries we've been downloaded in fascinates me. <laughs> Go on and share yeah. them then. But Burkina Faso and Iraq. 
No one's listening in Iraq. I'm a Chinese. Iraq. <laughs> They're not playing in Iraq. We've had two downloads in Iraq. Perfect. Love it. Love it. And, and um, Madagascar with, with Madagascar. Yeah, yeah, we had a couple in Madagascar as well. Yeah, 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 but it's good. It's, it's good amazing. fun. It's amazing. Once we reached sort of thirty to forty episodes, how many countries we was being downloaded in at once? Well, yes. I think part of that is being on that. I mean, the feed spot list and yeah. stuff like that means it, that we regularity as well. If if you're regular, we are. It be people can rely on it being out once a week. And then they're guaranteed to, guaranteed to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you yeah, know what, you Chris? I've, I've heard you mention a couple of times. I mean, I know, listen, we all know in life that nothing lasts forever. And you know at some point, as you said, you'll probably draw a line at some point, right? Which will be a sad day for us all. But, right, here's the thing. Like, from someone who's been on the podcast, I meet people, really interesting people in my life, who... I think are really kind. And one of the first things I say to him is, oh, a friend of mine and his daughter does this podcast all about kindness. You'd be perfect for it, right? <laughs> so, so you're saying about putting a line under it, but it's almost like there's still a thousand people out there that could still be spoken to. Do you know what I mean? I mean, potentially it could never end, Andy. Potentially. Yeah. And, and, and it's really interesting. Like when, when I look at like so the stories we share, we share the stories of big national charities or big regional charities. Um, we share stories of people like Danielle who do it on her own. We share so stories of as scientists think that kindness can be good good for us. There is so many angles you can take this sort of stuff and look at it in in different ways. Um, I. We, I mean, we've spoke, we've talked about this quite a lot, and and even though we could carry on, um, the end is coming. Uh, the the end. Uh, I mean, it is nearly the end. Full stop, Charlotte. Um, of of the of the podcast, because uh, it's like anything. It's like it's like a TV series, isn't it? You know, you turn around and go, should they have done? Episode twenty, uh, series well, twenty eight of, I, I don't know, I don't know, don't but yeah, we'll get to it. We've got other, we got projects. We're moving on to bigger and better things now, and yeah. I think we've, I think we've settled on a number now, haven't we? For well, what the last one's going to be. You don't have we to reveal. On, you don't have to reveal. We settled on number three hundred, and Chris said to me. <laughs> Oh no, we'll keep going for a number few and then a number few and a number few. So well, I can I can exclusively the the num reveal the number today is four thousand seven hundred and eighty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm quit. I'm out right now. Uh, Are you out there, Russ? Are you out there, Russ? You know what? There's a there's a thing, guys, actually. You, you should um you should always quit when you're at the top. Right when before it starts to dip, before it starts to waver, it just just quit while you're still at the top. Right, great way to finish. Absolutely great way to finish. Bear that in mind, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you all one more question, okay? Um, 
separately. I'll start with Charlotte. Righto. Charlotte. Yeah. How how can we make the world a kinder place? Um, I think I think the way to make the world a kinder place isn't through just big things and changing one person can't change the world on their own one person can be someone else's silver lining in the bad day so i think that's a way to go what a fantastic answer honestly that that's blown me away because absolutely right if 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 you just show someone some kindness a you're not standing in their shoes B, you don't know the day that they've had, the life that they're having, and C, your actions will actually absolutely change things for that person. Mm-hmm. Brilliant answer. Russell Dames, or should we, for the courtesy of this uh, episode, I'm going to call you Rusty Dames. <laughs> how, can, how can we make the world a kinder place, Rusty? I've, I've, I've been trying to tell you all, to be honest, just by touching one person at a time and and trying to trying to brand somebody else's day. I think we could all try and help people a little more. So yeah. Absolutely. Before I come to you, Chris, I'm actually just gonna to touch on something both Charlotte and Russell have said. The way that I was raised, my mum was a proper Londoner, one of nine, evacuated in the war, you know, came through rations. A lot of the time they had nothing, you know. And my mum always said to me, boy, always look around you. There's always someone worse off than yourself. And that has absolutely stayed with me all my life. So even when I was in school and you go into school and people have got their uniform on, but there's someone in the class who's a little bit scruffy. And it might be that his parent, her parent, their single parent may not be able to afford new uniform and things like that, right? Even as a youngster, I would go out of my way to be kind to that person because of my mum's words. So I familiarise with both what you, Charlotte, and you, Russ, have said. It's about looking around you. Let's be thankful for what we have and not what we don't have. And, yeah, think about others. Just a gesture sometimes. That that gratitude is the starting point, isn't it? If you know you're lucky, I think... and, and. We've had this conversation before about luck versus hard work. I think if you're born with decent parents in a in an environment that is encouraging and motivating, you you're, you're likely already because there's there's millions of people in the world who haven't got that. But um, uh, you know, there there is an element of work. Of course, there is, and there's an element of using what you've got in the best way possible. But it starts with being great for what you've got, I think. So if I was going to say to you, Chris Dames, how can, me, how can we make the world a kinder place? What would your answer be? Hugs. Hugs. Um, when I say Russ, I'm going to give him a big hug. Uh, is, that, is that right? Uh, Another hug. That's no, not, not hugs. Not hugs. Hugs are good. So I like a hug. But, you know, I, like, maybe, maybe not too much. I, I'd... I'd I'd say um, probably inspire and encourage others wherever you can. 
because everybody's got the potential to do some good. Um, and if you are, if you have the chance, be that person's like inspiration and guide. And it's definitely something you live by day by day, for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Ralph. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what, Chris? I I do actually take your hugs each and every time. <laughs> oh, mate, you're a great hugger. My, see, my mum, again, going back to the way I was raised, she was very tactile. She was very affectionate. And, and so I loved that. And, uh, you know, Charlotte, when I see you in the street, I, I come at you and straight away my arms are out and you're like, oh, here he bloody comes, right? No, don't say that, Andy, because I love a hug. I'm I joking. <laughs> but Chris, one, I'm one like thing... the me... biggest hugger in my life. No, family. definitely. Like... But, but Chris, I, I, I was with you only last weekend and the first thing we do when we meet is share have... love. We share yeah. love. Yeah. And I'm very open yeah. with that. I'm very open with that. I, it's, and I think, as you said, that itself, it's a form of kindness. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and I, I mean, I've, I wrote about this in the book. Just smile. Just like, the, the, the kindness starts with the smallest act. Um, and I think, yeah. you know, how many, how many people, you know, are on their phones, just, just look up and smile might be a, a great starting point if you want to be kinder. I agree. I agree. Guys, thank you very much for the opportunity of doing this. I've, I've enjoyed every single minute of it. And I think you should all be extremely proud of what you've achieved, of what you've brought to the community, to the world, Russ, because as we know, um, a very good evening to our listeners in Iraq. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Have our listeners in Burkina Faso. Don't, don't, don't miss them out. Yeah, oh, don't, don't skip the people oh. in Madagascar. And Madagascar. Do you want to name another country, Ross? No, no, no. I'm quite happy with Emperor, to be honest. <laughs> Listen, kindness makes the world go round. And you three have it in abundance. So thank you very, very much indeed for the opportunity to interview you beautiful people and to share with the listeners. It's been wonderful. Thanks, Andy. Uh, amazing. Thank, thank you for, for doing that, Andy. You know, when I think of people who are kind, you're, um, you are definitely top of my list. So thank you, mate. Really appreciate you coming on the Kindness Project. It's been amazing. Um, uh, on that note, are we having a joke, Charlotte? I was normally we've been the same thing. Because we have been ending uh, uh, on joke of the week. Now we, me, Andy, and Rose can feel if you need to find a joke. And can I? Because normally I normally give you a bit of a theme, don't I? Mm -hmm. So as Rose has agreed to, at some point, put on a dress, can we have a? Drag-related joke, maybe. <laughs> I'm already on it. Are you on it? Are you on it? You're on it before I said rice in the dress, didn't you? That that's like you yep. you you're, you're finding the drag-related uh, joke. Give us give us a wave when you do that, Russ. What you said, mate. Literally, everybody in my house is crying. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset anybody. No, it wasn't oh, upsetting, Russ. It wasn't upsetting. It was beautiful. It's just oh, how I you know, 
You know what? Thank you, Sernet, mate. We really, we really, really appreciate it. But now we're going to ruin it with yeah. a really bad joke on drag. Charlotte, take it away. <laughs> you know it's Go bad on. when I'm laughing at it. Um, say what you will about drag queens. They get into more women's pants than I do. <laughs> <laughs> That is the end of episode 300. Have a lovely week, and we'll see you next time on the Carnage Project. Bye. 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 Bye.